Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. No one likes criticism, even if it's done in a constructive way, whatever that means. And having your shortcomings pointed out to you hurts, especially if it's being done by someone you care about. And what do most of us do in these moments? We explain why what we did was okay, or that the other person just misunderstood, or that it wasn't as bad as they're making it out to be. In other words, we get defensive. And instead of taking in what the other person is sharing, it gets deflected. And with the end result being hurt, frustration, and or resentment on the part of the other person. And it hurts your relationship with that person. And just because this response, while natural, it, it, it's very damaging. And so I've made it the subject of today's show to help me walk through this really difficult yet common topic, I'm joined by relationship expert, speaker, and author, Lisa Merlot-Booth. So Lisa, thanks for coming back on the show and talking about one of the things that gets a lot of people into trouble and their relationships into the ditch. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome for me coming on. So let's, let's just get really specific. So can you give us a definition of defensiveness and also an explanation of why it happens? So great question. First off, defensiveness is a form of self-protection. And um, somebody gives us feedback and our first response is about us. <laughs> it's about either protecting ourselves. It's really about protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. in, and that can take so many different, um, I, I call it faces of defensiveness, right? That can look so many different ways, like, I didn't do that, or, oh, my gosh, you do the same thing, or we can, <laughs> you know, spin it on them. There's, like, many different ways that we do it. But ultimately, it's really about self-protection, and it's that knee-jerk response that we do to take the spotlight and the blame off of ourselves and um, place it elsewhere. Okay. So, all right. So it is something that happens. Does, any, does anybody even really think about it or, or, ha or has it just become automatic for most of us? Well, it's often like the knee-jerk move. It's, it's really before we're ever even thinking, often, you know, we just quickly jump into that piece. And it, it's, it's a pervasive, like if you really have a problem with defensiveness, it's a knee-jerk pervasive pattern, right, of, mm -hmm. of, you know, kind of shifting blame. Um, it also can be somebody struggling with um, accountability. It's a lack of accountability, lack of taking responsibility, difficulty with apologizing and repairing your mistakes. And there's a lot of reasons. So a lot of reasons why we do it in terms of um, sometimes it's about what we learned. 
sometimes it is normally a knee-jerk response that we just do, you know, before we're ever thinking about it. But that uh-huh. knee-jerk response can come about for several different reasons. You know, it could be um, that's what our parents did. It could be uh-huh. that's how we got in trouble when we were kids. It could be about self-esteem, right? I'm not a bad guy. I'm not mm-hmm. a bad mom. I'm not a, you know, it's it's like I just want you, you have to see that I'm not bad, right? Um <laughs> And and also culturally, like culturally, you know, there's this whole stigma around, you know, um, is it weak to say you're sorry or is it weak to mm-hmm. to own, you know, be accountable and accept responsibility? You know, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's so right. funny. The reason why I'm laughing is because you, you and I know that it's the exact opposite of being weak. Right. That- being mm-hmm. able to take accountability, but it's even, but you know, but it's funny because even when we know it's coming, right? Even, and, and I'm not talking necessarily about criticism, but, but you know, it's like tomorrow I've got to do a practice talk, and so I know that I, I'm, I'm going to be asking for feedback, and I know some of the feedback isn't going to be positive, and it's kind of like, okay, so how do I put on my little protective coat, you know? Right. <laughs> And it's like, I mean, and, and, it, and I even know what's coming. And so I think that when, it, when people don't know what's coming, does that make it worse? If you have a problem with defensiveness, um, yes, <laughs> because they don't have the opportunity to kind of slow themselves down and prepare for it. Right. It's like you need a moment to like just breathe and get yourself grounded so that you can hear it. So if you know that somebody really struggles with defensiveness and you just pop in and give them feedback nine times out of 10, they're going to react defensively. Yeah. And I know we're not just talking about romantic relationships because I'm thinking about people getting their performance appraisals at work. too. (laughs) Yes. Oh, this happens everywhere. It's whether you're talking at work, you're talking home, you're talking, you know, romantic relationships, friendships, sibling relationships across the board, across the board. Um, And now I do want to do a little caveat on this. Like when you say if somebody just gives the person feedback without, you know, giving them a heads up on it, does that make it harder? I will say that if you struggle with defensiveness, or if the person struggles with defensiveness, yeah, nine times out of ten, they're going to react defensively because that's their stance, right? That, I call uh-huh. it their edge. However, you are not responsible for their defensiveness. Like, it's very, very right. important. People misplace blame all the time, right? Uh-huh. You can give them critical feedback in the moment, and because you gave it in the moment, that's not causing them to be defensive. Those are two different issues. Right. It's it's. It's their training. It's their natural reaction. So yes. what, is, what is it about defensiveness that makes it so problematic in relationships? Well, you can't solve issues, right? <laughs> so if, if every time I'm upset and I go to my husband or I go to my you know, children or my mom or whoever to explain like, hey, when when this just happened, I was really hurt by that. Can you change it? They're going to get reactive with me or they're going to shut down or they're going to whatever. What happens is I start learning, oh, they can't handle this. Mm. They can't hear it. So if they can't hear it and they're going to get reactive or angry, then we can't solve this issue. And if we can't solve this issue, it's not going to get better. 
And if it doesn't get better, <laughs> then I'm looking at uh, like a really tough employee who I may have to fire ultimately, or I'm mm-hmm. looking at a really tough marriage where I'm going to be either really unhappy if this doesn't change or I need to get us professional help. It, it just puts a roadblock on growth. It leads to so much um, struggle and an inability to work through issues, which means a lifetime of issues, by the way. <laughs> right. right. I, mean, and, I mean, and I do know that how, how we approach somebody about an issue can go a long way to yes. making this better, but, but we do still have these natural reactions. And we yeah. do, you know, I mean, and it's in, you know, that's why in the beginning I was talking about, you know, whatever quote unquote constructive criticism is. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and a lot of it is the way in which people are approached, but, but we still have to be open. And I, I, and I guess it's, you know, I guess one of the things that I struggle with, and I think probably most people do, is we intellectually know that we don't know everything and that we are going to, you know, stumble, that we're basically stumbling and bumbling our way through life. And, you know, that that we're, we are going to hurt somebody's feelings or miscommunicate or do all of these things that really in, in truth aren't intentional but they still happen. I mean, it's like, so this idea that somehow if somebody says, you know, hey, Leslie, when you said that, you know, it hurt my feelings, it's like, oh, can I take that in? Can I, you know, even though my intent was not to hurt them, but can I, I mean, and isn't that also part of one of the problems is that if I suddenly am defensive and deflecting and withdrawing and all the other ways of, of you know, or whataboutisms kind of thing, that, the other person feels dismissed. Right. You know, here's the, the, here's a bitter pill for so many people to swallow. It does not matter what your intentions were. Mm. Let me say <laughs> that again. <laughs> it does not matter what your intentions were. You could have the best of intentions and still hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so when, that's, you know, one of the things so I'm, I'm doing a, a course coming up and one of the things that we talk about is you really have to know whose story you're in. And I don't want to go too much into it, but right. like it's not about your intentions. It's not about whether it hurt you or would hurt you or wouldn't hurt you or mm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. If somebody's and it doesn't make you a bad person or a good person. It's just this thing happened. This is how it impacts me. And I would like some acknowledgement and repair on your end. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying you did it on purpose. However, I am saying like this hurt and can you can you own that? Can you can you help me with that? If you're my boss, can you help me or if you're my employee, look, can you give me reassurance that you're going to do it different next time? Like it's a necessary part of any healthy relationship at work, at home, or anyplace else. But isn't it also the way we learn? I mean, if I did everything perfectly, I'd never learn anything, right? I mean, right, I mean, right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like 
you yeah. know, I mean, this is, the, you know, this is like the whole thing when, you know, in, when people talk about, well, I failed. It's like, well, did you really, or did you just find out you didn't know something, right? right. And now, and now you know, and so what do we mm-hmm. want to do with that? You know, it, it's funny what you're talking about is, is one, I was just speaking to a client a, a minute ago and I was saying, listen, feedback is a gift, right? If somebody's courageous enough to give you feedback, that is oxygen that's going to help you grow. You have to figure out if you're courageous enough to take it in and learn from it and breathe it in, right? You know, if my husband says to me, hey, you've been really distant or you've been working a lot and I haven't seen you and I get super defensive with him, Uh right? Well, what's going to happen is I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep being distant. And I'm going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to train him to not give me that feedback. All the while, I push him back, push him back, push him back. Uh-huh. Had I had the courage to hear him and be like, oh, wow, I didn't even notice that. You know, you're right. I actually, I have been working a lot. And, oh, honey, it's nice that you're missing me. Okay, <laughs> let me, like, look at this. <laughs> right? It's like... Like, what a whole shift that is in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, and it's so it's so funny because I'm thinking about a time I was on some medication for something, and all of a sudden I realized that my moods were, like, all over the place. And I think I right. said something to my husband. He goes, oh, my God, I'm so glad you noticed this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, and it was something complete. I mean, it, it literally was related to the, med- it was a side effect of the medication I was taking. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. okay, we're not doing this anymore, especially because it wasn't even solving the problem I was taking it for. But, but you know, right. and, and I feel a little bad that my husband couldn't tell me, but probably in the midst of my mood swings, he was probably trying to right. figure out, okay, when do I do this? Um, right. He was very right. grateful that I had realized that, oh, something is really off. And it wasn't yeah. him, it wasn't me, it was this thing, right? And sometimes, and, and I think that's part of the challenge and because we do take these things so personally. Mm-hmm. Even though, right. as you're saying, they're really, they're really not judgments about us, but really kind of information about the other person. Right. It's exactly right. It's just information. And the example that you just gave is an excellent example. Going back to what we said a minute ago, is that wasn't your intention. You had no intentions. It wasn't even right. However, it was still impacting your husband negatively. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it really, it's, it's about, this is about, I mean, your husband didn't share that with you, but had he shared it with you and had he said that, it's just about his story and, and what's going on for him. Some people will say, you know, some people like, let's say some people can grow up in an Italian family or a hot family, right? Mm-hmm. Where everybody's like loud and, right. and mm-hmm. somebody can grow up in a really quiet family. And that person who's in the quiet family around the Italian family or the hot family can be like, oh my gosh, it's so hard being around your family. Mm-hmm. And it's just information. It's not saying your family's bad. To them, like to you, it wouldn't bother you at all. You're like, whatever, right? Right, this is your but, normal. But it's your normal. But to them, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, that's funny you should say that. I don't, it doesn't bother me, but I could see how it would to you. How can I help you, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, but we don't have... We don't have that skill. I also, in, in our world, like largely in our world, I, I don't see it 
and you know a lot of people practicing it so we can even witness it and mm-hmm. and notice it mm-hmm. and so we have a lot of people just reacting and reacting and reacting and and protecting themselves and protecting themselves and it's it's honestly wreaking havoc it wreaks havoc on relationships on you know job cultures on cultures mm-hmm. in general it's it's just it's very tough i've worked with some teams like you know some mm-hmm. women's soccer teams and look you're on the field and you're going to give each other feedback you were past the ball like hey right. you know i'm open or like you know you got to mark that person and if they're going to be like don't talk to me like that what you know, like getting really triggered on the field you can't be a cohesive team and mm. you also have to watch you're not going to call your teammates names you have to watch how you're speaking it, but it's a whole skill level that on the pro teams to the, you know, new, newly formed teams to office teams, we have to learn this skill if you really want to thrive in yeah, your marriage everywhere. I mean, I mean, I, and I love that because when we're, when we're trying to get better at something, the way we get better at something is to get feedback on it. So, right. you know, so it's like, okay, I say I want to be a better soccer player, so somebody's got to give me feedback, or I want to be a better right. golfer, or I want to be a better speaker, um, right. or, or being a better writer. I mean, all of these things we get feedback on, and so this is, I think this is just kind of an advanced version of it. So I want to remind right. people that this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with fellow relationship expert Lisa Merlot-Booth about the impact of defensiveness on your relationship and therefore on your life. And as you've heard, defensiveness is a natural response, but that doesn't mean it's a good one. And if you're familiar with John Gottman, the marriage guru, you will recognize it as one of the four horsemen that can lead to divorce. So if you find yourself getting defensive with your spouse and you want to learn a better way, I can help and I invite you to get in touch with me and schedule your free, no obligation, five-star relationship discovery session. You can reach me by area code, by phone at area code 919-924-0463. That's 919-924-0463. Or by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com, that's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. And now I want to get back to this conversation about defensiveness and more to the point, what somebody can do about it. So Lisa, if someone has damaged their relationship with defensiveness, how can they repair it? So... Uh, gosh, there's so many <laughs> steps to that. What, what I'm going to say first, the most important thing is you have to recognize that you have a problem. Mm. Recognize it's an issue. And once you recognize it's an issue, you want to be, be able to talk to your partner or your boss or whoever and be honest about it. Like, listen, you know, it, it's hard for me to take in feedback. With your spouse, it's like, look, yesterday you talked to me about blah, blah, blah. Um, and I got really reactive with you and, you know, I'm sorry about that. Here's what I wish I had said. (laughs) Let me try that again. Let me have a redo in general. Like if you're, if it's a pattern of defensiveness that you need to work on, then what you have to do is work on your defensiveness minute by minute, step by step. 
and I'm doing a, a defensiveness course, which will walk you through those steps. The first step of that is knowing that you have an issue and slowing yourself down. It's like, mm-hmm. pause, don't even respond. Just mm-hmm. stop and, and take a breath. And if you can start by first slowing yourself down, slow yourself down. Okay. Right? And then, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of um, I, I call them faces of defensiveness that we go over in the course. And you want to recognize, like, what is your particular MO? What, what's your face of defensiveness? How do you go through this? You know, I was like, <laughs> there's, uh, regardless of your political views, right? Mm-hmm. Our, you know, our last president was defensive on steroids. Could not (laughs) take in feedback whatsoever. And his move was the best offense and the best defense is a good offense. So he would spin it and attack. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of, you know, our whole country watched that. (laughs) And it sometimes it got it got taken up with that being tough. And so if you struggle with defensiveness, you got to get out of the idea that that there's ever a reason to be defensive or there's ever an excuse to be defensive and you need to know no matter what if you are being defensive that is your problem your issue you are off and if somebody else is being defensive it's their issue okay so lisa i'm going to stop you right there because Mm -hmm. yeah i'm being attacked Uh should i not be defensive um, you need to, well, first off, you have to be, you have to really figure out, here's the trick. If you tend to be defensive, many people who struggle with defensiveness feel attacked all the time about the smallest little things, and they're actually okay. not being attacked. They're being given feedback. So you have okay. to be able to recognize, is it an attack or is it feedback you don't like hearing? That is and very hard. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, being no. attacked is you're having, a, you know, it's a character right. assassination. You're a jerk. You're an idiot. You're incompetent, right? right? That's being attacked. Okay. And being, if I'm being attacked, I don't have the right to, it's not going to help me to be defensive. What I want to do is step in with a grounded, powerful strength, and I want to set a limit, right? Mm-hmm. De- defensiveness is about, you know, I didn't do that. You know, you're lying. It's you. It's, it, it's that. Right. Setting the limit is I would love to have this conversation, but you need, and you need to lower your tone, right? Yeah. Or you're yelling at me, and unless that th- – I'm ending this conversation if you don't change how you're speaking to me. Right. And then right. I end the conversation, right? Right. Um, so that's not defensiveness. That's just setting a limit. And Boundaries. how do you mm-hmm. tell the difference? Right. And, and somebody giving you feedback that you don't like means um, they're, they're saying, hey, the last three weeks I've noticed that your work, you've been coming into work late several days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really been disruptive in our team meetings. And I, one, I want to know what's going on that you've been late. And two, I want us to come up with a plan so that, you can work this issue because it's a, it's getting to be an issue on the team and that's not okay for me. Right. That's mm-hmm. not an attack. Right. And, and so you need to recognize 
wait a second, is this true or is it not true? <laughs> right? Have mm-hmm. I been late? Have I been, right? Um, are they doing, is it a character like where they are calling me names when they're being disrespectful? Like you have to be able to decipher what's going on. Well, I mean, and the example you gave, I think most people would recognize, well, yeah, I get it in business, right? I get it that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be at work at by 8.30 in the morning and or I'm supposed to have, you know, the weekly mm-hmm. reports done by Friday at 3. I mean, you, mm-hmm. so those are a lot of like kind of fact-based, but a lot of what goes on in marriages, romantic relationships, family dynamics, it's not that factual. So it's, let's very true. So let's say somebody, let's say somebody says, um, so the, the last three times we went out with my family, you made jokes at my expense and you were saying, um, you called me flighty. And then after that, you said that sometimes I don't think, and I feel really disrespected about that and it feels unsafe for me to be around you and my family because I feel like I'm the butt of the jokes and I would like for you to really look at that and honor that and if they're like oh my gosh you're too sensitive you're always Mm -hmm. attacking me there's nothing I can do that's right Um, Right. it's this this good natured teasing why why are you taking it so seriously (laughs) good natured teasing or not it hurts and I'm asking you as my partner to take what I'm saying into account and to not dismiss what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. right? And so that is the person who is being defensive. They are all about them. It's all about Mm -hmm. them protecting themselves. That's that's their whole journey right now is protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they're in their story. They're in the wrong story. So and what so, makes it so difficult to acknowledge somebody else's story? Well, because you are, in it, for you, it's you're making it about you being a bad person or a bad husband or a bad, you know, whatever, or irresponsible. And so you are more about covering up your shame mm-hmm. than you are about healing their pain. And... That just is a double whammy. One, you hurt them, and then two, you doubled down on the hurt by protecting you instead of going and protecting them. But what if they don't deserve to be acknowledged? (laughs) No such thing as that. Everybody deserves to be acknowledged. I know, I know. But that is one of the arguments that people get into. Um, yes. You know, it, that, is the, that is that what about kind of thing. It's like, well, you do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, I may do that. And we can have that conversation when we're finished with this one. Right. But right now we're exactly. doing this conversation. Exactly. Um, That's what happens. See, when you realize it, it really, this is why the first step is you have to recognize that you have an issue with defensiveness. And this is funny because so I offered this course for the first time back in April, and I really thought most of the people on the, 
who were going to sign up for the course were going to sign up because of their partner, <laughs> right? Okay. Or, you know, right. somebody else is defensive and, oh, my gosh, they need, you know, they're mm-hmm. driving me crazy. I need to figure out how to do it. And so many people, well, so I had several people in that course were, um, were doing it for their partner, but several actually w- were doing it for themselves. And they were mm-hmm. like, gosh, I've struggled with defensiveness my whole life, which was great. But the ones who were coming there for their partner, after the second class, they're like, oh my gosh, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm defensive. <laughs> and so it was like this, oh, they're like, oh my gosh, I am so defensive. I see what's happening. And so I think Step one is really have the courage and the humility to look at, wait, is this my, do I also have this issue? And, well, and, and that's hard, you know? Well, and I would, I would go out on a limb and say we all do unless we have specifically looked at it, addressed it, and learned how to be able to take in difficult information. And I'm going to even argue that even those of us who can do that a lot of the times, there's still going to be times when we will get defensive. Oh, yes. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, this was, this used to be a big issue for me, like growing up and, you know, probably for like the first, you know, five, 10 years of my marriage, probably five years of my marriage, but mm-hmm. that's because I'm in this business. If I wasn't in this business, it would still be a huge issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and what I can say is it's so freeing to me now to be like, you're right, my bad. Let me fix it. I can't even tell you how good it feels. It's like, which sounds crazy a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, but it's very, very freeing. And I do, I agree. I think that so many people struggle with defensiveness because um, we don't have role models. We don't have teaching. What, you know, a a thousand reasons, you know, Mm self-esteem. There's so many reasons, right? Um, I do think that some, for some people, it's more of a chronic pervasive uh-huh. and actually for a lot more people than we, than we think it's more of a chronic relate, you know, pervasive pattern that is really causing problems. And I would say, I agree with you. Almost everybody has moments where they are going to be defensive because it's so hard. Yeah. You no. Know? And, um, and some people have it where it's, it's really more, it's really a, a chronic issue. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and the more it challenges our view of ourselves, I think that may be where, because yeah. you know, it's like if I think I'm a good person or I think I'm generous yeah. or whatever and somebody makes a comment, it's like, oh, that's not. Uh, yeah. You know, right. because because it's, yes. you know it's it's really it's really that um you know you've you found you found my Achilles heel you found where right. you know what I'm trying to keep other people from from finding out it's like you know pay no attention to that man behind the curtain you know that's, that's yeah, that, that person's so not really true. there and you know I mean and I think so that by by normalizing this it's Mm-hmm. It helps because we all do this. I mean, I know that the worst part, you know, that, that my worst reactions are when somebody has nailed me square on. And it's like, right. oh, you're not supposed <laughs> to know about that. You know? Right. You oh, my gosh. I don't want to be seen. Right. Yeah. 
And you know, yeah. and it's this, and it's this idea that you know, and, and if and if we can shift it to, like like you said, this isn't about you know, this is this isn't about me. This is about what the other person is experiencing. And if I can change that to be, wow, thank you so much for giving me that information. It's right. very helpful. <laughs> as opposed to our normal response, but but I I do hear you. It does it does take that that momentary pause because of course it's our primal brain that's reacting and thinking that mm-hmm. we're under threat when we're actually not. But we need to take that right. pause. So I know that you've been talking about this class, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you on this show right now because. I do think that, especially with what's going on in, in the world, you know, um, it, it is almost the, the go-to position in, in mm-hmm. a lot of areas, and it keeps us from connecting with each other. So I think your class is really timely. So can you please tell people more about it and how they can access it? Great. So um, the course I'm really excited about, it. it's been fun. So um, what I, it's five weeks. And um, we work on first your own defensiveness, and then we work on how to respond when others are defensiveness. So it does both Mm -hmm. sides. And the modules drop on Friday, and you have from Friday to Thursday to look over the, you know, to watch the modules and listen to, to that week. And then on the Thursday, the next, the following week, we go over the first module and we go breakout groups and we practice it and Mm -hmm. it's they're fun little practices like you know one of them is you choose what are your main your two main faces of defensiveness and you role play you just I say okay I'm going to give you feedback and I just want you to defend 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 do not own it at all so it's kind of just fun you know if there are couples um last time we had like five couples in the course um, mm-hmm. And if there are couples, they have to be on separate um, yes. computers because they're in separate groups. When we break them out, there's no couples in the same group, right. you know. And so that makes it fun too. Um, and it's just a it's a light heart. Well, it's fun. It's a way of learning. It, we normalize it, but it's also the feedback I've had is, you know, I had one couple. They're like, we've been in therapy for ten years, and we learned more in four weeks than we did you know, in the past 10 years. I can't Mm -hmm. even tell you. Mm -hmm. And the individuals, we had several men, individual men who were on the call. We had women. It was a great mix. So it's a great course. I can't stress enough um, if you struggle with defensiveness or it's impacting your life from somebody else, um, sign up. It starts the 22nd of September, and it's only five weeks. Um, and it's super powerful. And I think the, the power is really in the group uh-huh. and, and in practicing these concepts. And so if you want to, like, sign up, where you can go is it's on my website, which is Lisa Merlo Booth, L-I-S-A, M as in Mary, E-R-L-O, B as in boy, O-O-T-H, LisaMerloBooth.com backslash tackling defensiveness. So com tackling defensiveness. Yeah, so please, because like I said, every one of us on the planet should be taking this course. Because right. <laughs> we, we I mean, seriously, I mean, we, you know, even it's like, you know, and, and it's like that couple was saying, it's, it's being, it's 
being put in a position where you're with other people who are suffering, you know, who are doing the exact same thing. So it's not, right. you know, you're not alone. Um, yep. You know, there's, there's safety in numbers. And it really mm-hmm. is a way to turn things around. And so because right. the truth is none of us are perfect. And when you get called mm-hmm. out on those imperfections, it is going to hurt. But not being right. willing to hear about the impact of your behavior on others just adds insult to injury. And as we've been talking about, a better option is to learn how to take accountability for your mistakes, take steps to mm-hmm. learn from them, and even possibly being grateful for the information. Although, yeah. growth is painful. <laughs> but, but hopefully you've learned a lot from today's show, and I hope that you will keep listening. And until next week, stay loving. <laughs>